Hi there, welcome. You're listening to the Creative Explorers podcast. I am Rachel Shores. I am a watercolor artist living in Germany, originally from Minnesota, working on writing my travel stories, which is my next big wildest dream. So I practice saying that out loud at least once a week to all of you. And I'm with Lame. Yeah, hi. I'm also an artist who just realized that I didn't practice my elevator pitch, but I'm an artist. <laughs> I, at the moment, I'm working on two large projects. With, one is an illustrated novel, and the other one is working on a on textile paintings, life-sized, imaginative, imaginary people with soy on abandoned, discarded textiles. <laughs> oh my god! I should really practice that. <laughs> You know, I've been thinking more about our our intros and stuff, and I'm like, you know, when I listen to a podcast, I don't usually care that much about the person, especially at the beginning, you know, especially at the beginning. And like, I should be talking more about like what I'm what I'm trying to offer. And mm-hmm. so maybe we can like as I repeat myself each week, I'm like, does this matter? I mean, it it does to me, but like, if you're listening, like you don't really need to be listening to a watercolor artist You're, you know, I hope you're here listening because you're trying to find the motivation to keep creating. <laughs> and that's what I'm here for, to motivate you yeah. to do that. Yeah, we just, we're just two creatives in this world who's not so fond of creativity, it seems sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. You don't need to call me out that way. <laughs> I was just I was just telling somebody, I was like, let's see, the last that time I painted was and I'm like, and I'm counting in my sketchbook, which that should not count. And that is uh probably a month ago. And my sketchbook is full in my defense, but still. <laughs> you know what? I have to say something because creativity is not just painting. It's this is the artistic expression of creativity, but creativity is basically what we do in this life. And it can okay. have many forms. I mean, it can have uh, as I told you, we, we spoke about, I don't know, about many things just before we started recording. <laughs> so I talked about this guy, this uh, theory of positive disintegration by Dabrowski. And he says creativity is basically also growing, finding your authentic self and what you do in life. And it's not just the artistic expression. you know, That's part of it. That's But I think... The creative journey also involves what we are doing in this podcast, just talking about it and peeling off layers and coming closer to what 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 what's happening. Because I love that. I really, really love that because that's that does actually better illustrate what I've been up to. Because when when you said the moment you said you know it's not just painting, I mm-hmm. thought about one of the things that's really changed for me in the last like couple of days, few days like recent, very recent, as I've started just making my own lunches and food. Like we Mm -hmm. often just eat out or I just grab something Mm -hmm. or, and I'm like, you know what, let's just, let's just play a game. No diets. We're just going to say, let's, what if I can just make my own, you know, non-processed food or, you know, Mm -hmm. minimum, minimally processed food. And what does it look like? And the, the, the heat and the extent of my laziness is so vast right now. (laughs) But my food has been absolutely delicious. The last, what, what did I make? I made, I made, this is such an off-topic rant, but I made this egg salad with crackers. Mm. And I put in, it was just like two boiled eggs, pickles, mustard, 
I think that was it. And I just thought it was the tastiest thing in the world. And I, I kept looking at it and be like, this is, this is so wrong to but I, and and I, like I stopped everything I was doing. I was gonna watch TV. I paused what I was watching so I could just sit and enjoy my food because oh, I, I was <laughs> so in love with it. And like and I could and I still couldn't comprehend. I'm like I put so much freaking mustard in this. Like what? Like it's just mustard and pickles. It's just eggs. Like this is not normal. <laughs> oh, but I love it. I mean, that's exactly what it is. So you keep making changes, and you want. I remember when you said you wanted to change something in, in your health and your diet, and now you're doing it. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, with mustard, <laughs> mustard to the rescue. And I think that's also what creativity is. I mean, creativity is also finding solutions where they are non of <laughs> seemingly, and all kinds of things. I mean. Um, also, physics can be very creative. I, yeah. There are many things that can be creative, and art is just one expression of yes. this. Can you can you please review? I'm just craving to hear what you were talking about with this um, not, uh, the, your term with your psychiatrist that you discovered. Yeah, this guy from Poland. Uh, he um, lived through both world wars, the first and the second one, and he. Um, they say basically by um, observation, he kind of dis- he was a I think a psychologist or a psychiatrist I don't know can't remember but he discovered this um, that even though many people experience so many bad things how they still grow and how they not stay and I don't know in a bitter state of mind and then he developed this what he called positive disintegration. And I love that because it is a theory. It's just a theory, so it's very simplified. But I, I, it, it took so much pressure off me. I don't know. It, it. He, he talks about these five levels of, of five, yeah. I think he calls it levels of development. So the first one is very basic. So it's just your physical needs, and you, you want everything to be. I don't know, think of Donald Trump. I think that's. What and, and then you, you know. What I like about these development things is like, I know people would, I, I'm guessing people kind of relate the chakras to it, you know, like first, first is needs. Anyways, keep going. I'm, I don't, I want, I but want to hear this so bad. Maybe, there's almost no internal struggle in a way because you think you're fine and you don't care very much. So you just think about yourself. And then the second one that comes in some disturbance and they think, oh, there should be something else. So, and um, you have some kind of crisis, but not a very severe one. And then you, um, they, he explains this that this stage is something where you look for validation on the outside and there's some kind of crisis but usually people go back to level one only when Mm -hmm. there's um he talks about three factors one is um these what he calls overexcitabilities that's intellectual capability and imagination and all this and your upbringing is the second factor and the third factor is your how to how uh autonomy i would call it so that's uh, your urge to be autonomous and to do something and when you have all that then you might climb up to the third stage where you feel like everything is falling apart and that's why he also says that when you have some mental problems it's basically a good sign because it's a positive maladjustment to a society that doesn't want you to belong the way you are <laughs> and it feels like me, me as an artist i I don't fit in here. And what I feel is not that I am wrong and I should change, but I feel that there is something off with this competitive society we live in here. And I think that's what, yeah. And then you climb up to the fourth stage where you have your own set of values and there's no longer that 
much struggle and you don't look for for the uh for the outer world to validate you and yeah that's how just how the development goes it's I think everyone who's interested in that should read it because I, it's just a very meager <laughs> description of what's going on. So I just give you a taste of what this is about. So basically he talks about that um, feeling maladjusted isn't some flaw. It's just um, some the, the urge to grow. I love um, this. The, when I have just been like positive maladjustment has, has just been like like glowing. And ever since, like, I just feel like I just feel those words glowing within me. And I'm just so happy. <laughs> just think about that. Just like, you know, if you don't fit in, then you are in the right place. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Unless you are kind of a very crazy person and you're just uh, uh, like Donald Trump, you don't fit in, I think. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's this urge to grow and to, to, to speak your own truth without hurting anyone. I think that's very important without, but just being yourself. So, so many times we just go out there as artists and I don't do anything. I just create my art and I show it. And then people just, I don't know, jump at me without me mm -hmm. doing it. It's not that I offend someone. So that's a kind of maladjustment I'm talking about. So that you yeah. speak your truth, you live your life and still you have all these troubles. Still people come and, and don't accept you. And that's a kind of maladjustment. And you're so unhappy with that. And it makes you angry. <laughs> Yeah, but but another part of this that made me so happy is when you were you. I don't know if you need to repeat it. I'll try to repeat it. What you said, but um, not if you look at these stages and everybody are in different stages. So some people are in this life living their truest calling, right? Mm -hmm. And and if we can be a good example to others. There's other people who are in the stages of looking outside themselves for mm -hmm. the validation and for, is this from the same story, the same book where the other people are looking for um, examples of how to, or looking for outside well, influence of how to live their life and be their life. And so um, I really yeah. love this, how it, 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 there's this back and forth, like I, this is put so much things into perspective for me this conversation we by the way have been talking for well over two going two and a half three hours i think before we started recording and we we're finally like we're gonna run out of time to record today so i mean i don't know i can't decide if i can if i can say you're welcome we didn't record a two and a half hour podcast or what but we're trying to give you the highlights now wow um, that yeah, what you're talking about. So um, Dabrowski, we put him in the show notes. He said, okay, most people live their lives in stages one and, and two, which is fine, which is fine. So, I, I mean, it's not everybody's temperament to to grow and to do all this kind of work. So, which, but he also said, when you are in these stages, so you look for outward validation and you imitate what you see. So it really depends on the society because I don't think these people are, bad or something but when you see all this negativity and this competition in the society we have now so everybody wants to do the same to compete so if we would be a good example and if we would integrate some what we just talked about gentle parenting or how we deal with each other so that this could really influence others yeah you know one of my best my one of my favorite examples that really helped me have compassion for like 
people that like, to, or not just compassion, because I do have compassion for blue collar workers, is what I was going to say. But what I was, but what really helped me understand um, is like, there is some people that just take pride in good work. And yeah. the, the, my, less, my life lesson for that was um, King of the Hill with Hank Hill. And he's his, I don't know, are you familiar? It's a cartoon. It's a, it's a cartoon. It's a, an, it's a, a silly a car- cartoon. And he ha- he's like this new, normal, you know, no, no imagination kind of guy. And all, his entire passion in life is propane. And all he does is talk about how great propane is and, 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 and he obsesses over his lawn and like, you know, gets mad at his friends and drinks beer, whatever. It's a cartoon. And like, but just to see him like this, this, this comedy thing. And it really helped me be like, okay, I, I, you know, there are people and it, it was kind of comforting, comforting because like, I could not relate to that. Like I, I've never, I worked in a factory. I worked in a factory for two, two, three years. And counted the days when I would no longer be, this would no longer be my life. I never once considered be like, oh, you know what? I could do this forever. You know? <laughs> um, I don't know if I lost my train, but, but this thing about like this, um, that needs, you know, the needs are met. Like you're yeah. doing a good job. You're, you're, you're earning your living. You're feeding your family. You're, you know, like, like the job needs to be done. There's a job there. It gets you know, might as well do it kind of thing. And that's wonderful. And, it'd and be, life would be so much simpler for me if I could have just gotten my brain to accept this kind of lifestyle. And I think it can, it can be totally enough. The, the problem is that we sometimes we as artists are seen as, I don't know, in our ivory towers or something. It's not something I choose. It's this urge to go deeper. It's not something I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think want to. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. Just have my job and be happy with it. But I can't. Oh. I just can't. I have to go out there looking, exploring, and it's really this urge. And that's, and I think yeah. part of it is just to accept that some people are happy like that. I wish I could, mm-hmm. but maybe th- those people could also be happy for us that we go exploring and maybe mm-hmm. we can find new things that everybody can benefit from yeah 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 so when i hear this positive maladjustment term like it tells me it it it, it really put into words like w- what i want you know what i see so wrong with society is like there seems to be this one acceptable mm-hmm. pa- life path and this is the responsible mature good you know character building thing to do this is what you do and if you go against that you're either you know wrong or like mentally ill you know like like you either are like like this is oh i'm i feel so much relief like yeah that's what i thought (laughs) (laughs) and even he says okay the creative person maybe an artist is in our society, we are not mentally healthy. That's we, that would really describe us as mentally ill because we are looking for something else and we don't want to fit in. Because yeah. that, mm-hmm. that's maybe that what society defines as being part of it. That we, but I don't want to because I think there's something else. We are, and we yeah. all could benefit from a change. Yeah, um, and and the one that gets me is like I I know people from the from the worker mindset, you know, and and I think of I I know people that if I try to teach them to draw. Or if I talk, you know, it's that would just 
be absolute torture. Like mm -hmm. I know I have friends who tell me how terrible art class was of how they'd have yeah. to like look at something and try to, and they just hated every minute of it. And they were forced to draw, you know, vases and flowers or whatever it was. And they were just, it, they were bored out of their mind, saw no point to it, hated every minute and still complain about it to this day that it was so, you know, that they were forced to try to expand their minds, you know, and I'm just, you know, I'm astounded because I was like, I, you know, I was so annoyed that I only <laughs> got 45 minutes to draw in school, you know, but it really helped me <laughs> to be like, oh, oh, I see what you're going through because that's how I feel going to work. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that's exactly it in a I keep talking about this competitive and cooperative world. If we had this cooperative society, every, I mean, every talent one a person possesses would be for the benefit of everyone else. So there would be no fear of, I don't know, we as artists, that's what I feel sometimes. People feel intimidated or even angry that I, I don't know, I exist and think I can get away with being an artist while they think they have to work so hard. I think it's, this is so crazy because we should talk to each other. What What is this about? I mean, they are not forced to draw and I don't want to be forced to do something else. Maybe that's mm -hmm. my unique talent I could give to this word. I yeah. don't know. Like, I Honestly, no one wants me to do the the, 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 the bookkeeping. Honestly, not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. And, and, and I think we, uh, I think as a society, I think we've gotten either lazy or lax or there's just become this assumption like nobody's mm -hmm. ever questioned or mm -hmm. some people do but a lot of people comply like I don't I'm not special I know lots of people don't want to work not some people don't mm -hmm. you know they don't like their job they hate what they're doing they mm -hmm. hate their life you know and they just do yeah. it anyways because this is what you're supposed to do exactly, and yeah. like but nobody's ever st stopped to be like who who said so <laughs> you know and I think that's what we can do in art. I mean, art is so, it's not dangerous. And it's something you can just try out different things, thought experiments. I don't know. You could, art is such a, and yeah, I don't know why people are so afraid well, of it. I was, I was thinking about this. Like, I feel like everything permeates in our society, you know, that, that mindset permeates through all society. Like, I think back to our children's books, you know, of, and, and I even had like an epiphany of like how misogynistic Peter Pan was. <laughs> All of a sudden I'm like, huh. Like I was, I thought it was a super innocent kid story. And then I'm like, wait, we got this, you know, Wendy who has a crush on Peter Pan, who's like an emotionally unavailable child, but he wants a mom to take care of her. I'm like, this is the kind, this, this reflects so many people's marriages and relationships yeah, nowadays, yeah. actually, you know, and she, and Wendy's expected to take care of every, you know, she takes care of all the lost boys and she's the responsible one. And she's the one reminding everyone to have manners and wash their faces and stuff. And, and oh, she just wow. naturally takes it on and, but she's a child too. You know, anyways, I had a rant about that, but that anyways, I was thinking on this one in this conversation was, um, um the story of the ant and the ant and the grasshopper mm -hmm. do you remember this uh, fable so it's like 
Um, all the ants are busy working and preparing for winter, and all the all the grasshopper wants to do is sing and make music, and he just keeps laughing at them for being silly and, you know, like, why do you work so hard? Just play and have fun and enjoy the weather and, you know. And they're like, oh, you're a silly grasshopper. Anyways, of course, the winter comes. The ants are fine. That the grasshopper, um, maybe the original fable is he freezes freezes to death, but the Disney version is like he almost freezes to death. But then the ants rescue him out of the charity of their good heart, and he gets to come in and stay in their ant house in their ant hill, and um, and then he plays music for them. Mm-hmm. And then you know that's that. It's kind of like. I took that personally <laughs> when I was little because I was like, oh, like he he was he had this outlook on life of enjoying things and stuff. But then he also wasn't. And I was like, I feel like there was a way he could have balanced. But there was such a there was such an opposite. You know, it's either you are only practical and you only work and you only prepare for the worst and you only do this or you're just this frivolous waste of space, you know, like oh, I you could still like, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I think of, um, I was one of my go-to shame spirals is like, what would, how, why would I survive in an apocalypse kind of thing? And it's just like, well, I would do what needs to be done. I'm not just going to sit and paint. Well, people hunt food or whatever you know like well you know i think of this story i mean yeah there's um honestly i think an ant or the whole ant society can work much better than a whole one i don't know grasshopper maybe he would be in a way you know and he just takes in all the beauty they can't see because they're so busy working and that's his job to take in the beauty and to sit there and then make music out of it so they in the winter when they recline and they i don't know they regain their strength to go on working so they can enjoy what he took in in the summer so he yeah. gives that beauty to them in the winter by through his music the, the 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 part i mean the flaw i see in the whole parable though is like we're comparing an ant colony where these ants are workers and they don't have actual you know brains they're basically just um there's a term for it you know the but the queen ant she's the one who like there's one person there's one other thing yeah maybe we could what's there's a term for for colonies what that is where the workers are drones and they and i'm like i i don't i really don't want ant i really don't want our society to be compared to an ant colony (laughs) like i'd rather write a different story Maybe we could should pick this apart, and it's may, maybe what you're interested in. Maybe those ants are interested in. Maybe it's not one is good, the other is bad. Those ants are just good at working and doing all the stuff they're doing, and they're enjoying it. And maybe yeah. the and yeah, but, I mean, and, if you we're gonna yeah, by nature, yeah, I think I think ants are poor analogy <laughs> of of a of a good life to lead <laughs> myself because they don't. Yeah, they don't have brains. <laughs> I cool. think in a I think in a perfect society we should we could we could work and we could enjoy life and we could express our creativity in whatever ways we like. Maybe some as artists and some not. Maybe as you said, some are not interested in that. And I think maybe we should stop just comparing what's good and what's not good. Maybe that's where all this starts. And then I'm back to this whole competitive thing again because we have yeah. this competitive situation and then it means oh there's an artist and th- as if we would have a, 
have an advantage. I don't know if it could be more lazy. I don't know. There's mm. all these kind of judgmental things going on, and, and I know that's the point. I I don't I don't know. Maybe that's if, as I said, if it would be cooperative, someone with a good idea would benefit. We would all benefit from that good idea, and we wouldn't weigh it. Oh, is it a better idea? Am I I don't know earning less now because he has a better idea? All this crazy stuff, and in the end, we just I don't know. We the, the world breaks apart because we cannot decide on what to do because we are so competitive. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely am against. I know that one of the things I don't like about our world that we live in is like the hierarchy, mm -hmm. all the hierarchies that are there. I wish it was a more evenness kind of thing. And I really don't like what you say. The comparison is mm -hmm. what makes you better than somebody yeah. else. And I feel like it's such, it's so in, and I don't understand why it's, why it's in us, but, but it's so ingrained. I see it so often. People need to know they're doing better or are better than somebody else in some way. Like I just, and it's, it's just frustrating to me. I think that's how, I feel works. that's how society, um, I don't rewards us when we work harder mm. because there's this set of rules, how, how it works in this capitalist mm. society. It's not about my talents or what I bring kind of joy I bring. It's what kind of, I don't know, profit I bring in. And yeah. that's, it's just it doesn't work like this because I think I told told us I don't know I told about this uh, in an episode before I think where this uh, was about the Stone Age where this, there was this society where everybody just had their talents and they just contributed whatever they could do and that was it so there was not no competition because there was no need for competition and it was uh, the tribe just I don't know every talent and every skill benefited everyone i think that's that way you don't have to look at someone else drawing better than you and being mm. jealous you're yeah. just happy that this artwork exists and that this person takes their time to 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 practice art why you i don't know why you are very good at doing something else having stones or i don't know or um yeah, yeah. finding berries i don't know yeah and i like I really like the idea that, I, I mean, I live in this, you know, ideal, I have this ideal world idea that if everybody could just do whatever they love, do what they wanted, or, or you know, explore, uh, I don't know, see, see, see something needs to be done, do it kind of thing, like something, or see how they can contribute, they, and they'll, they choose to do it, and they choose to help, like, I've, I have this belief that, we all want to be part of mm. the solution and we all want and we do want to work together and we do want to help. But I think yeah. our I think the problem right now is we, we, we have an exchange and there's an exchange rate and there's what what do you do to me and what do I get mm. in return? And then it becomes and there's everything is a transaction. And when everything's a transaction, then then there's going to be the givers and there's going to be the takers and there's going to be the winners and there's going to be the losers. And you have to protect what you give and yeah, you have to protect your energy then. And it's just so sad. Like, I remember, you know, I kept trying to be the giver kind of person. <laughs> I tried really hard and it turns out I don't like it as much as I, <laughs> as I thought I should. And... There was a time when I would just be like this, you know, my, you know, my art is my gift to the world mm -hmm. and I will give it away to whoever asks for it. 
And it was just, first it was surprising how, what people would, people would ask for, you know, ridiculous, not ridiculous, but just difficult things. And I'm like, really? You just, you just want me to just stop what I'm doing and do this for you kind of thing. And it, it was, what I learned later is like, you know, me not saying no caused me lots mm -hmm. of resentment. <laughs> exactly. You need boundaries in this because, yeah, and that's somehow that's what I've been thinking about when it comes to community because I don't want to have, how can we have a community in such a competitive world? We don't know how to work together. We, yeah. we, we form this kind of communities, art associations, and then we compare and then we start to, I don't yeah. know talk negatively about someone else who has more I don't know who sold a painting or I don't know it doesn't work yeah. like that and that takes the joy out of life I think yeah. I mean, it does and but, I go ahead yeah I think I cannot change that <laughs> I wish I could I wish I could I would do it tomorrow now but all I can do is simply be an artist and do what I'm here for and what I think I, I'm, I still earn my money, so maybe that's my compromise. So I earn my money, and I'm an artist, so I won't mm -hmm. go away. I will. You have to live with my art. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided, I'm. I think that's all I can contribute is just do it and be here and do it no matter what, and just um, no matter what society says, no matter if I fit in or not. And mm -hmm. I embrace this positive maladjustment and realize that some it's something positive and that's what I want to contribute it's not a gift to the word my art is not a, I don't know I, it's difficult to see it like that but it's my contribution to see someone yeah. like me doing this stuff anyway <laughs> no matter yeah. what people say and well, yeah and and for me like my art what, how I see it is like I do it for, I well originally I, I do it for myself let me think about this I do it for myself but really what really lights me up is when somebody else enjoys it, when I yes. see it appreciated. And, you know, I used to always be ashamed of that because, like, oh, that's me being vain and wanting yeah. attention and all this stuff. And I, so I'm still working through that. So saying that honestly is kind of d difficult for me to say, but that is my joy. When I, if I can make somebody cry, <laughs> like, done, my work here is done. <laughs> I mean that's that's wonderful. You made a connection with someone that's, uh, that's something so beautiful, and it's not mm -hmm. that when I, I don't know for, about you, but when I create art and I put it out there, no one cares. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's not fun, but it's okay, and I don't expect it. But when you really make a connection with the art, that's just that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's human to crave that kind of connection. Yeah. It, yeah, it's not the validation we are taught to this kind of validation. Yeah, I validate you now. You can compete. <laughs> you yeah. Know? This. yeah, and and this is the thing. Like I think about I think about that, but then I'm like, but that isn't really my reason. Like I have goals. I have lists of things I want to see brought into this world. I have mm -hmm. a, I have lists of stuff. You know, like I talk about my travel book, and it's just like. I'm pretty sure people will like it and they'll find it interesting. But right now, I really don't care. I don't care. I will be annoyed if I do all this work and like nobody ever reads it. But like, <laughs> I think that would happen. I'm not. I'm not thinking about that because that really doesn't matter. I mean, there's. I've known so many stories of of authors, you know, who didn't become discovered till they were dead. So like, yeah. maybe I don't get to see it in my lifetime. I don't believe that. But like. Lizzo, she made her first album and it, she didn't blow up till three years. 
three, five. Mm -hmm. It was like years later. Like she put her entire heart and soul into her work and then crickets. And she was like, doesn't matter. You know, (laughs) that's exactly it because that's how I feel. So I have all my projects. They're so huge. I don't create them for validation. It would be crazy. But I just want to, I just want to do it. I don't know why. It's just hard for me. And I, I get up in the morning and I work on that. I just yeah. write my story and it's just what I do. And I decided that's what I'm here for. Yeah. If it's useless, I don't know. <laughs> Makes doesn't yeah. make sense. I don't care. I just do it. That's what I'm here for. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Good. Good. You do it. And this is yeah. why I'm here is telling other people to do it. Because this is so this maladjustment, this um Positive maladjustment. The one, the other thing I wanted to say that I love that has brought me so much peace now is one. It's not my job to conform mm-hmm. to society. That that's that, and that's I've been living that way. Oh, look at me, I'm right. I'm doing a podcast, and I'm you know whatever <laughs> that one. But that's it's still comforting to hear that. But the second one that really, really, I did not realize how much this helped me was the whole idea is that people are in different levels Mm -hmm. of living and just the fact that some people are because one of my fears one of the things that made me feel so guilty about doing my art is like I just assumed that everybody is living a trapped life and they're just forced and they hate their lives and they hate themselves and they just if they could just have a spark they would be free Mm -hmm. and here I am being so arrogant enough to to try you know Mm -hmm. and I felt so guilty like oh what about this you know the single mom what about the person Mm -hmm. working three jobs and just surviving and you know and yes some of them are trapped but not everybody some people like what you had said is like some people don't have goals and that blew my mind I'm like what some people are just satisfied working you know, this is their life. They they work, they go to, they have their routine and they come home and they have their family and they have their friends or they go out drinking. That's their social time. And it's, they're, they're satisfied. And this makes me so happy. I'm like, I don't have to look at the whole world as being miserable because the whole world is an artist like me. <laughs> and I think it, it's fine. And those people are just not interested in what we have to say, maybe, but it's okay. And I'm here for the ones who are interested in what I <laughs> honestly all my life I thought I have to 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 I don't know please someone who really hates art it, it, as if that would would make me a better artist or a better person and that it's my job, it's your to, job. In, to make people interested in art who are really not interested in it it's fine and it it doesn't it's fine yeah. so I can just live the rest oh that's such a relief <laughs> uh, the one that the one I had to do this with um motherhood because like all my like pretty much all through my childhood like my mom was just the best I'm pretty sure I've told this story all the time but like because I'm happy to tell it but like she was just the bestest mom she was so like the she was to me she was just the perfect example of what the perfect one she didn't complain about the housework she did the housework she cleaned she had the schedule she cooked all the time she like she lived the example of what I thought a life would be and when they said, you know, oh, women, you know, you know, my church upbringing, you know, women, you know, this is this is their lifestyle and they have their kids. And and like I really, you know, towards 
middle school age, like I still really started grilling my mom, like really kind of like kind of trying to hint, trying to not be too weird. But, but like, I really wanted to know, like, how did you give up your dreams to travel or be a photographer? You know, because she talked about, oh, it'd be neat to be a national. She said, yeah, it, you know, one of my thoughts was, would it be cool to be a National Geographic photographer? And I was like, aha, she mm -hmm. gave that up to be a mom. So like, so I really needed to know, like, how did you do this? How did you give up this wild idea to just like have three kids and live this life that looks so dull to me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I try, like, I really like studied her, like, how could I, and it took umpteen years and it, and I, it, man alive how old i was 35 when i actually decided i didn't want kids mm -hmm. like i'd made the like i actually made the choice i actually spoke it out loud i actually admitted like actually i don't ever want kids because i was sure at some point i was going to change my mind and i could do this like i can do this i can give up all these other ideas i can want kids i can I, this mm -hmm. nurturing thing it's gonna happen i know it you know kind of thing like i was trying so hard finally at 35 and so i actually had that conversation with my mom i'm like i'm sorry i just can't i just can't do it i hope you can forgive me and she's like what she's like i was like i just can't like you gave up you know like what did you give up to have kids she's like i didn't give up anything this was my <laughs> life dream i wanted i'm like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> like you just did this out of free will like what <laughs> and then i'm just like oh hell no that's not me <laughs> and you know what sometimes we just forget and we expect other people to be like us and maybe maybe it's not it and and, and such a relief <laughs> honestly it's such a relief because not have i don't have kids either and i i thought yeah maybe i should have wanted them but i somehow not and then you feel guilty and you feel selfish and but there are many <laughs> reasons why i don't have kids so if someone would have been interested they could have asked me so yeah <laughs> <laughs> just me. why <laughs> yeah i mean and it was i mean i couldn't believe it at 35 years old it took me like that's when i found out that yeah my mom i mean i knew she she enjoyed it but like i was couldn't wrap my you know like but she actually really loved being a mom which i mean i saw that like mm -hmm. she didn't ever give me that I didn't feel like I lived in a house of resentment. Of course, you'd get frustrated with us plenty of times because we were terrible at cleaning up anything ever, you know. But she was so patient. And I'm like, how did she, how did she overcome, you know, that? What, what did she have to overcome? No, it's just, it was her, it is her nature, you know. <laughs> she wants to do it. And. Mm -hmm. A uh, slight side, like my, I had this same conversation with like my astrologer friend, and I was like, "Yeah, she's a Cancer," and he's like, "Yeah, that is the mother okay. sign. Like it is her. It's in her stars to be a mom, okay. a mother, basically." And I'm like, "I'm fine then, you know." Like, okay. <laughs> he's like, "Everyone should have a Cancer mom. They're great. They're the best." I'm like, okay, because that was fact. Like, <laughs> it just shows that life is just. I mean, there is no. I don't know, no rule how we should be. I mean, that's not how it is. And I don't know, maybe it's really whoever's listening, just do whatever calls to you. Maybe without, I think we've been taught so many ideas what's wrong with us and what why we shouldn't do it. But maybe it's all a lie. And it's my idea now is to challenge that and to do it mm -hmm. anyway. That's, yeah, yeah. I wanted to... This was my thoughts. So I was like, what is the number one things keeping you from following your dreams? Or like, why are you listening? 
why are you listening to us? <laughs> really? But like, you know, because like if you're listening, you're looking for validation and answers somewhere is what I'm assuming or to ridicule our life choices either way. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if you're here, like, like why? And so I'm trying to think of that. And it's just like, these are the things that have stopped me. And I think you can let them go and yeah, accept. I think the comparison, the comparison thing I know people are like, oh, there's so many people that have done it before or mm -hmm. are, I'm so much, they're so much better than me. I hear that comparison all, all the time as to why people don't art. I don't think that's the real comparison. I, my, the one that always keeps me back is there's so many people that have it harder than I do or that I don't, I shouldn't be doing, you know, this. I shouldn't be this happy. <laughs> so let's tone it down a, a bit. and. um I hope you will not don't do what I did <laughs> because well, it's not your business how people think and you might be a hundred percent wrong what they are thinking that's yeah. the main thing and even now when you're listening you don't have to do it as we do <laughs> please don't do it like me and please <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just we're just here to to talk about what we went through, and your story can be totally different. And what I realized, what what it's also about, it's giving yourself permission. And I don't know, you don't have to look for someone else to give you permission. You have to do that yourself. That's mm. so. But listening yes. to part to us, maybe it helps you to see. Oh gosh, <laughs> how are they? Oh God, <laughs> and it makes you feel better. I think that's also a good reason to listen to that. So you're not alone. So you're just not alone in this struggle because sometimes the word appears to be so perfect. And yeah, and there's all this comparison. And when you don't make it, there must be something wrong. And honestly, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and something else to think about, too. Uh, I just heard somebody say Somebody else said this. And they're like, and I was like, oh, we need to talk about this more. I was like, there was like once upon a time, there was a world without a like button. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like try to think back. You know, and there's people who have were born and raised and never knew that. Like, but maybe mm -hmm. in your childhood you weren't around. But like, try to realize that. <laughs> like, yeah, not you know everybody. Just it doesn't imagine. matter who's paying attention. Yeah, there was once a while just sitting out there, looking at the lake, doing nothing, no, not taking any pictures, not. Not, not liking it, nothing, just being. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds awful. Uh, it sounds yeah, like how many times? I, I said it sounds awful. No, no, it's not <laughs> awful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, this whole, whole lifestyle got to me. <laughs> you just just blame it on, you just 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 be like, it's my English, it's my second language. <laughs> I, miss, I mixed up awful and awesome. It's so confusing. <laughs> Oh God! Now it's awful that we do it like this. Yes, that's it. There, that's a yes, yes. It's awful. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Ugh. All oh, right. God. Do we have any questions? I just feel like I just feel like mic dropping right now. I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm paint. out. I talked so much. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. It's just so. <laughs> but I would love to hear what keeps you stuck. I don't know. What, what do you think he, you need in order to go forward? Maybe that's. 
That is a really excellent question. Mm-hmm. What would help you take the next step? Mm-hmm. Or move forward, like you said. Do you like forward or step? I think it's okay, whatever it is. It's a step anyway. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, this has been... So I th- yeah, part of our two-hour conversations, we were talking about what we had like given up. And one of the things was like not acknowledging our needs. Mm-hmm. And this has been a really brand new thing for me because... Like I've, to simplify it a little bit, you know, like I just assumed that I'm supposed to wake up, know exactly mm-hmm. what I want to do and then go do it and never have problems. And I'm following mm-hmm. my dreams and I'm almost taking my steps. But, and then if I get stuck or I stop or I procrastinate, that's a sign of that's, that's just poor character. That's mm-hmm. not because I'm tired or whatever. But when I finally, my big <laughs> it's the simplest aha moment but like i finally would stop and be like asked okay what's what's stopping me right now why am i stopped or why isn't this working or why aren't i taking that step i want i know i want to take it i know what's on my list and asking myself this like what would help me take the next step like i would actually have an answer sometimes like i know a good example we were just talking about was um when I finally came to the re- realization that I wanted to write my book, that this was my number one goal and it was going to be my next focus until it was done kind of thing. No time limit. Just this is what we're, this is my next big thing to accomplish. And it had been, what, 10, 15, 15 years since I'd traveled with something like that. I don't know. It'd been a long time, many years. And I'd had that book idea forever. And I'd even started writing it kind of half-heartedly a couple times never like set but I was like oh this is what I'm supposed to do because I'm said I wanted to really really half-hearted and so this next time I was like all right what's stopping me why don't I do it and then I realized I was like I hate sitting at the computer by myself like I want a group I mm-hmm. want and like I finally had the definition of co-working and a week later I found co-working and a co-working group mm-hmm. and that's how I met you yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how we met and like I wrote thousands thousands of words like wow. easy peasy yeah sometimes we just assume and I think we just repeat what's been taught to us when we were children maybe I mean it sounds easy when you have someone <laughs> some, some I don't know a child who has no needs <laughs> does whatever people tell the child to do and is out of the way all the time it sounds very convenient isn't it <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, yeah and yep. maybe the church that's maybe that's what the church wanted I don't know I can imagine oh man alive has a whole thing to unpack there it was just yeah. oh my goodness I'm um I'd even would even share exciting accomplishments. I won a scholarship and I'm going through this whole program now with Ashley Rainsberger, who I've mentioned on this podcast before. So I was planning on talking all about that. So maybe we can talk about that next week. Yeah. Rather along. So when you are into the program a bit more, maybe. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of a spiritual review. Mm-hmm. And holy crap, like in like first first episode like opened up all church. I'm like, oh, I guess we're going back to this. 
<laughs> I'm sure there is something to it. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, more stuff, mm -hmm. more stuff to heal. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stop the process. Hmm. I thought I was going to say one more thing. Oh, I just, other silly, it's not necessary, but I'm going to tell it anyways. When I wanted to hike the Appalachian Trail. So this was a, you know, this is 2,300 some plus miles long. Very, very daunting. Takes six months. Huge, huge oh. goal. <laughs> the biggest idea, biggest, wildest idea I had at the time. And I was just, oh, it was in my heart to do it. I was like, oh, I really want to do this. And I realized, and I made an acceptance realization that I will not start it alone because I just don't do that. Like, what am I going to be like in the woods by myself? If I'm, am I going to be, I just didn't want to discover hiking and mm -hmm. everything on my, by myself. And I refused. And so, and then when I found a hiking partner, I was set. <laughs> And she got off the trail in 300 miles. But by then, you know, I had needed what I needed. You know, I had received, I had asked for, I had acknowledged what I needed. And it was what I, and then I could continue by myself. And maybe so that's yes. how, how these workshops or uh, programs work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's how, that's how co-working was. I mean, I did my co-working for a long time and, and then it, it, it ended. And now I can still do my writing and I can find other ways and I don't feel stuck on my book even though I haven't written much this mm -hmm. but I'm editing I'm editing the first wow. part US road trip so yeah all right so I say I feel very good and complete now <laughs> we talked a lot <laughs> so, <laughs> we talked three hours it's only been three hours no big deal <laughs> <laughs> so yeah all right, so I will see you next week. Does yeah, that sound I, good to you? I would say, yeah, we say goodbye. <laughs> and hopefully you listen to us next week, even though we Thank just... You. We'll keep it going. We'll keep the podcast going one, another week. No matter what. <laughs> just, okay, bye. Bye now. <laughs>